Hello and welcome to Inside the Admissions Office, your one-stop shop for expert advice on the smart way to get in. My name is Kayla, and each episode I'll bring you an interview with a former admissions officer, a graduate of a top college, or an admissions expert. These interviews will take you inside the admissions office and will be full of behind-the-scenes knowledge, first-hand experiences, and application tips that will help you get into your dream school. This week, we're joined by Natalia Ostrovsky, a former assistant director of admissions at UChicago, to talk about summer planning. Hi, Natalia. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Kayla. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so I know we've had a lot of students asking us about summer plans um, because of everything happening with coronavirus, all of the cancellations, closures, postponements, and students are were really looking forward to their summer plans, their summer camps, and now those have kind of been thrown for a loop. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to have you on to kind of talk about what's happening with a lot of summer programs and maybe alternate things that students can do if they want to stay active this summer summer and still, you know, keep up with their educational work. Yeah. So my first piece of advice is not to panic. Um, Everybody's in the same boat. I think all of us, regardless if we're in high school or if we're working, you know, our summer plans have kind of fallen through Um, and colleges will understand that for the next three to four years, colleges are going to be reviewing applications differently than they have in the past. Um, and this is just kind of where we're at right now. Um, so the first thing is, you know, don't worry too much, um, about how this is going to ruin your chances at your dream school. Cause it's not, <laughs> they understand and will work with students, um, to make sure, you know, that they're still able to read the applications holistically and understanding who you are as a student in person. Um, That said, you know, there are a lot of things you can do online. The internet is in a place that, you know, it's probably at its best it's ever been. There's so much you can do these days. Um, Zoom meetings, I'm sure everyone is aware of what those are at this point, or just online meetings with teachers. You can do similar things with your clubs. Um, if you can, it's, it's good to try and continue doing what you were doing and be creative in, um, clubs or sports or things that you can't do, um, as easily online. So thinking of ideas like maybe doing a live workout together, if you're, you know, on a particular sports team or continuing to meet together for clubs, if you, you know, can do PowerPoints about, you know, something related to your club, um, things like that. Reading, huge thing you can be doing. Um, You know, libraries are closed, but a lot of places are offering free eBooks. You can still order from Amazon, though it may take a little bit longer for you to order something. Um, And I'm sure you have plenty of books you haven't read yet at home. Um, watching projects. If you have a favorite director or a favorite genre of movie, you can, you know, make it fun. As long as you're taking notes, um, make sure you're writing down what you're watching and what you've enjoyed about it. Um, You can continue to do things like networking projects as well. Um, This means that you reach out to people who you admire in your subject area 
and ask them about their trajectory. Where did they go to school? Why did they choose their major? You know, how did they get into this job or particular interest of yours? And that can really help you think about how you can learn from their successes and mistakes um, and while you're forging your own path. Um, so, you know, it's not going to be the same. Obviously, a lot of summer programs, a lot of summer programs will go online um, and that's a nice thing, but some of them just won't. And while some of you will be able to do the programs next year for rising 12th graders, obviously that's not a possibility. And colleges are still gonna wonder, you know, how did you take advantage of this time? Um, and while I do wanna say, you know, where I can't remember who the quote is from, but it's something like, um, you're not just working from home, you're at home trying to work. And I think that's really important to remember that this is a different time. None of us have experienced this in the past and everyone's facing challenges. So the more you can, you know, think about how to be yourself and be a teenager and you know enjoy what you're doing while also staying sane um i think it's going to be important um but you know like think about like how you can combine your interests like whatever it is you're doing um see how you can connect with your family your siblings your parents I know um, usually at this age, you want to get as far away from them as possible, and you will soon enough. <laughs> um, but now's that time that you'll never get back. Uh, and, you know, regardless of if we were going through a pandemic or not. So the more you can kind of enjoy and take advantage of that time um, while not just playing video games the whole summer, the better off you'll be in the end. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, this is a crazy time and like it's important just for yeah. students to be staying healthy so we of course don't want to be pushing students to yeah. try to overachieve stressing themselves out I need to do a huge massive project this summer but you know it's a good idea for nothing else just to like you said keep yourself active not just playing video games yeah. you know it doesn't have to be explicitly for or only for the purpose of your college applications later. Right. This is just a good time that you might have time now to do things that you've been too busy to do before. Yeah. And keeping a schedule, I think, is what keeps me sane and, you know, having some kind of routine so you don't forget what day it is. <laughs> and, um, you know, maybe you want to do watercolor painting or learn how to cook. Um, those are all really cool things um, that you could be doing and that, you know, it's, it's self-enrichment. And, um, you know, I think a lot of questions that I'm getting are, well, will colleges you know, not admit me now because I didn't do that summer program. Absolutely not. That's not what's going on here. Um, those programs are really nice if you can afford them and if you can do them, but they're not required even in a normal year um, without a pandemic happening. Um, the, the idea is not what you do, but how you take advantage of it. Um, so that's the message I want to get across. Um, you know, even when I was at the University of Chicago one year, we, would, we were manning the phones and this dad called me and he opens up with saying, um, so I have an argument with my wife. <laughs> and I was like, maybe you have the wrong number. <laughs> he's like, no, no, 
so our daughter's in high school. She's, you know, a sophomore, junior, I don't remember. And we're thinking about what she should be doing for the summer. And I really want my daughter to go to Germany for an exchange program. And my wife really wants her to go to the community college nearby to take some classes. And I want you to tell her that I'm right, that she should go to Germany. And I was like, well, I don't think uh, you're going to like my answer because, you know, neither answer is correct. My, my question is, what does your daughter want to do? And mm -hmm. he didn't have an answer because I don't think he asked her. <laughs> and, you know, we talked about the benefits of both and the cons of both. But ultimately, if this dad's daughter didn't enjoy one or the other, like Germany sounds amazing, right? But if she hated it and didn't want to do it, then it's not going to inspire her um, to do other things later on. So really, it's and the community college might be way more interesting um, to her because she might make a connection with a professor there who she really admires and that might help her get a recommendation later. I mean, it really, really depends like what is the student going to be excited about. Um, that is always my first line of defense. If a student is asking me what they should be doing, I don't ever really think about strategy because you can't predict what a college is going to want what you'll be really interested in and then your passion will come through, your excitement will come through. That's what colleges are excited about. So, you know, this summer, do that thing you couldn't do before. You have so much time, spend time with the people you can and don't stress out too much about it. Right, definitely. So um, like you said, you know, it's not required for students in any year to go to these programs. It's really about just doing something over the summer that they enjoy and that's enriching. But I do know that a lot of students and a lot of our students were really excited about certain programs that they got into. Mm -hmm. So I know we don't know about all programs yet, but I am hoping you can just um, talk a little bit about what the summer programs that we do know of, what they're doing in light of the situation and kind of how you think might some other programs might respond. Yeah, so a lot of it is still developing. Um, most, okay, so it really depends on the school. Some schools already have existing online programs, like Brown University I know has existing online programs. So does Cornell and some others. So those applications, I believe, are still open if students want to just apply directly to an online program. So that's still available. Um, some programs are going online. Um, some programs, like I believe Stanford is going online for all of their mm -hmm. existing programs. Um, but some schools don't know yet, like University of Chicago has not yet announced what they're doing yet. So it's kind of in limbo. Um, and same with other schools. And I think what's going to end up happening is that students won't really be finding out until late May, even early June, what's happening with the school programs that they've applied to. So unfortunately for some people, it's going to be a waiting game. Um, like I mentioned earlier, some solutions to this will be offering the student to do the program next summer. Um, and, you know, some will just get refunds for the programs that don't continue. So for a lot of these programs, we'll just have to see, um, you know, we don't know how long this is going to go and it may be regional too. It's <laughs> developing every day, changing every day so we can hope for the best, um, but also just 
be prepared for the worst and, and try to have some backup plans in, in what we can be doing. Right. I know just a few weeks ago, I had some families asking about, you know, my daughter's planning on going to this program. What should we do as backup plans? So I think starting to think about those alternative options of mm-hmm. things you can do from home is even if you don't know yet, just having a backup so you don't pan- panic if your yeah. program gets canceled. Yeah, and there's tons of online courses. I mean, it's always nice to get that college credit, right? But I will say that most schools won't even take it <laughs> because they want you to take their own classes that are taught by their professors. So, you know, while it is nice and it does carry some weight to take a four credit course on campus, if that's not possible, doing an online class through Coursera or edX or even Udemy, depending on what you're interested in, uh, can be a great way to still build your skill set um, and still actually build a network because a lot of those courses, especially if you're taking them with a cohort and those are live, those are great. You have discussion boards and things like that that you can interact with others. Um, and Genius is doing something called the group academic mentorship where you work with a professor or an expert in their field and a TA and it's a small group of people, um, maybe five students, Kayla, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the ones coming up this coming April or mid-April, are going to be um, Roger Worthington. He is a Yale professor. Um, His course is called Analyzing and Comparing Countries' Responses to COVID-19 from the Ethics of Public Health Perspective. So very on point, very on topic if you're interested in public health. Um, Roger Clark will have one that's called The Psychology of Learning, um, How Students' Brains Respond to Diverse Learning Environments and Strategies. Um, He's a neuroscience professor at UCSD. So, you know, if you're interested in neuroscience, STEM, et cetera, a really cool program. And then Colin Agar, um, his course is going to be the role of social media during an international crisis. So talking about real versus fake news, fear mongering online, um, that kind of stuff is really, really (laughs) very, very topical courses. Um, the next set of courses have not been decided yet, but I'm hearing, um, whispers of architecture and and engineering courses. So (laughs) we'll see what those end up being, but that's a really great way to meeting other students, um, having one-on-one, um, meetings too with, uh, professors, with the TAs who are involved, um, and just overall really nice, um, academic adventure that is will be won't be the same of course as being on campus but still really cool to have access to those kinds of um you know professionals yeah yeah we're definitely really excited about those we've been working on developing even more courses like natalia said for the summer for students who do want to keep busy and still meet with other students um i'll hopefully be linking some of the information on that in the episode notes and i can also put my email in case anyone has questions um because we're enrolling for those classes now and we're really excited i know i want to take some of these (laughs) I know I would have died to do some of these programs when I was in high school. So it's really exciting. 
Um, but even for students who might not have the ability to sign up for programs like that, I think even just doing independent research projects oh, on yeah. your own, mm-hmm. um, you know, in any topic that you're interested in, you know, doing independent research, like Natalia said, a lot of libraries are putting out ebooks, are sharing their resources. So using those to do your own independent research and maybe writing a research paper or making an online presentation will still give you a great thing to do. Yeah, some of my students are doing that. I have one student who's interested in marketing and she just did um, a presentation, like a PowerPoint presentation about the difference in social media when SARS came out and now during COVID-19. And, you know, social media was really different, what, 17 years ago? Um, Maybe it was just getting started. Um, How the news media was picking this up, Um, you know, I was... I was, I think, her age when SARS came out, and I really don't remember much um, about it affecting our lives. And of course, it's a different scale, but also like very interesting to kind of compare how um, news was talking, the news was talking about that versus now. Um, and we have so much more social media these days than we did back then. Um, <laughs> I have another student who um, is actually doing a sentiment analysis of how the, he's interested in linguistics of how um, different news sources are talking about the pandemic. Um, So in regards to various countries, so is like a certain, is the New York Times biased against China or towards Italy or how are they talking? How has that changed since January, since it started to become kind of big? So that's an awesome project that he's doing. I have another student who's doing something not COVID related. He loves horror and um, he's just watching a bunch of Alfred Hitchcock movies. And (laughs) it's like really awesome to hear him talk about what he likes about them, how, you know, he's he's noticed other horror movies have borrowed from Alfred Hitchcock, and it's really cool just to get that historical perspective too on the movie um, industry. So a lot of really interesting projects. Um, oh, I have another student who's interested in economics and music, and she's looking into how the music industry has changed. I mean, all these festivals are canceled. Like, how are people getting paid? There's some law involved in there. And she's enjoying, she's interviewing some musicians, like how they are, um, you know, staying comfortable financially, how they're continuing to share their music. And that's been really cool for her. Um, I think she probably wouldn't have learned as much about the music industry and how it functions or not um, in times like this than she would have otherwise. So, you know, think about your interests. Um, Don't be afraid to mix your interests. I think what's really interesting about this pandemic is that you could really look at it from every single angle. Like no matter what your interest is, there's something that's affected by the pandemic. And, you know, whether it's economics or computer science or art or you know history whatever like there's just so much going on um that you can take and um do on your own so you could do it with a group of friends you know if you have an idea for an app but you don't know how to code you get your coder friend and you know you'll learn a lot of cool communication skills yeah really just need to be a little creative think outside the box 
Yeah, I think those are all really cool projects. And like we said, those will really help you dive deep or learn something more mm-hmm. about something you're interested in. And then, of course, it'll look great on an activities list if you create yeah. <laughs> you know, a paper or something like that. That's mm-hmm. going to be really cool. And I'm sure admissions officers would think that was really exciting. So... Um, We've also been seeing some questions for our families, of course, about testing with SAT and ACTs um, postponed. So now that students do have a little bit more time before they might take them, um, kind of wondering about the strategy of if your summer is kind of open, how much of your summer should you spend studying for those standardized tests? Should that be your main focus of the summer? Yeah, so I would say it depends what grade you're in. If you're a rising 12th grader and you don't have any SAT tests yet, then you definitely should be taking a test this summer. Um, That said, a lot of schools are going test optional. Some are going test optional for the next three years. But if you continue to have the resources and the ability um, to take a test, um, I would recommend it. If, um, you know, it's tough because I've had students who were planning on taking the March exam, which was canceled, then the May exam was canceled, and the June exam is canceled. And it feels like they're doing a lot of work for nothing, um, which is not true because you're still going to, you know, take some of that studying with you. But because I do think that timing is really important into when you're studying. So if you're studying for a December test in January, you're not going to retain as much if you were studying really hard in November. So, you know, I think it's, I would only really plan to do a lot of test prep if you need to take an exam. Um, An example of when you shouldn't take the test uh, let's say you have a 35 on the ACT out of 36 points. It's an amazing score, but your essay score is not great. Um, don't worry. Most schools are not going to look at it. Schools that used to look at the essay score most likely are not going to be looking at it. Uh, most schools don't look at the writing score anyways. Um, and then also subject tests are going to be really pared down this year. So I would say if you are, if you do have to take an exam and you have to prioritize, take the major one, either SAT one or ACT. Um, the test dates, you know, College Board is saying they're going to add more test dates, but again, regards with regards to timing, we just don't know what that's going to look like. So. When I was an admissions officer at the University of Chicago, I would always stress to students, don't waste your time or don't spend your time only applying or only studying for tests. Standardized tests are just one piece of the application. It is an important piece, but a more important piece is, you know, maybe that time that you spent studying all summer, you could have created an app that like made someone's life easier, or you could have written a book of poems that really inspired people. Um, And that's going to be the thing that's more impressive than studying for a test that colleges are saying like, don't worry, we understand what's happening. Like they wanna see the interesting stuff. Um, To admissions officers, standardized testing is, you know, again, just one piece of the puzzle. And this year, it's going to be really interesting to see because so many students just won't have the ability to take the test. Um, Either they only will have taken it once if you took it, you know, in 11th grade, 
um, early on or earlier, and maybe you can't take it again to try and up your score. They'll have to understand that. They'll be looking at your grades um, to confirm, you know, how you're doing. And, it, you know, again, at this point, I would say if you have the time, if you have um, other cool stuff you've already worked on, don't worry. Um, you could take it again. But really, if you're up there and you don't, you really don't need it again, don't take it again. <laughs> that mm -hmm. extra 10 points on the SAT or that extra, you know, two points on the writing section isn't going to make or break your application. Um, I would say to like, in a, another example, if you have like a 770 on your math two exam uh, for subject tests, but your SAT one score is in the 1300 range, forget about the subject test. You're done with that prioritize the SAT one and see if um, you can do that. But again, don't spend six hours a day for the entire summer prepping for the exam because there's gonna be a lot less weight on subject or on just testing in general this year um, is my prediction. And they're gonna wanna see how you're spending your time. And if it's just like, you can't put that you studied for the SAT for however many hours a day on your activity list. <laughs> it's just mm -hmm. not going to improve your profile um, that significantly. So think about those ways that you can spend your time um, that is not testing for the entire summer. Yeah, <laughs> even if you get, you know, a perfect 36 on your ACT, that's not going to stick an admissions officer's mind. You know, they see scores all the time. What's going to make them remember you and take you to committee is, wow, they did this really cool thing or, yeah. you know, they took these awesome classes. So it's just more impactful to spend some time also doing some cool projects and spending your time on stuff you like, not just studying. Yeah, I think the the not so big secret is that most admissions officers wish that there was no more testing and <laughs> we would just look at grades and um, activities and recommendations and essays. But, you know, I think we'll see this pandemic might get us closer to that reality. But um, so in the meantime, you know, remember the quality of, of your life. Um, and testing just doesn't translate to that um, entirely. So, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so before I let you go, I would love to ask if you just have any last advice for students, not only just on summer plans, but just in general during this stressful time as they either go through high school or just prepare for those yeah. applications. So breathe. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I was talking with a student recently, she's in 10th grade and she's saying she's in at home for the past couple of months already. And she's like, you know, up until now I've been fine, but I'm starting to really feel it. And she hadn't been outside and I said, go outside, take a walk, you know, let's breathe together. <laughs> so we did some deep breaths. Um, if you if you're not exercising, try to find a way to bring that into your life. If it's just a walk around the block or I always tell people that you can't think while you're doing a plank. So <laughs> it's good to really focus. And, um, at the same time, you'll have a stronger core, <laughs> you know, very, very important for your posture. Um, and 
One other um, piece of advice that works for me is to vary your screen time. So, you know, if you're on your computer all day because you're reading on your computer, you have homework on your computer, you have games on your computer, you're just going to melt with your computer by the end of the summer. Um, so my suggestion would be to, you know, if read a book that is a real book with paper and ink. <laughs> and, um, you know, you can totally watch a movie, but that screen is so much further from you, right? Um, and I think doing stuff like that, like varying the types of things you're doing, so online class versus reading a book versus taking a walk versus, you know, maybe you wanna act out a play um, with your friends online, like, Still, you're interacting, but in a different way with technology. And I think that will help keep you sane. Um, yeah, and do your planks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, especially if students have online classes, just staring at the same screen all day can make, yeah. you know, every day feel the same, which just doesn't help mental health at all. Yeah. I mean, write your to-do list, have a schedule. I mentioned this before to have some kind of routine. Um, be nice to your parents and your siblings. If you're all at home, I'm sure it could get a little crazy, um, but it'll be over soon and stay safe, you know, um, stay at home. Don't, you know, put others in danger, particularly, um, you know, older people in your life. And yeah, just hang in there. We're all in this together. Um, if you need anything or have questions, we're here to help. Um, but yeah, just, you know, enjoy the summer. The weather will be nice. Sit on your front porch or go out in the backyard, get that vitamin D, you know, and um, try to enjoy it as much as you can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like you said, we're here to help and we really hope everyone is staying safe. So thank you so much for joining us, Natalia. Yeah. Um, Thanks so much. And I hope everyone enjoyed this episode with you. And of course, like I was talking about earlier, I will include information on our academic mentorship programs that we're running this spring and summer uh, in the episode notes below. And I'll put my email there in case you want me to answer any questions or if you want more information on those programs. I'll also be linking our blog where we have some excellent resources about uh, independent projects that you can do in your spare time or during the summer, um, and just great resources in general for the college application process. And of course, if you'd like to request a topic for a future episode, or if you have any questions, you can follow us on all social media uh, at Ingenious Prep Anywhere, and you can message us. Uh, that's all for now. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time as we continue our journey inside the admissions office. Mm -hmm.